0: John Muir Show, 9.35 a.m., uh, taking your calls, your emails, and your texts. Your reaction to today's monologue as you have continued lawlessness uh, reigning supreme in various Democrat-run major cities in this country. 920-406-1360, 888-455-1360, email johnmuirshow at mwcradio.com, text 79489, and we have an email from Craig in Wisconsin Rapids, who writes, Hi John, my comment this morning has to do with the corruption going on in the six-block area of Seattle, Washington. I think Republicans and conservatives should all get together and create a group and go and take over Nancy Pelosi's gated community. Maybe that will make them think a little bit. If it's okay for rioters to take over an area in Seattle, it should be perfectly fine with Pelosi for them to take over her community. Thank you for always telling the truth, signed Craig. And uh, Craig, thank you very much for the email. And Of course, Nancy Pelosi would not be fine with that. You know, for people like Nancy Pelosi, obviously... Based on the inaction, based on not doing anything to come close to properly meaningfully condemning what's taking place in cities like Seattle, people like Pelosi are fine with it. But of course, she is only fine with it as long as it doesn't negatively impact her in any way. As soon as it would start to negatively impact her, she'd have a problem with it. A prime example, you remember when we had all of those caravans? of foreign nationals coming from Central America to the U.S. southern border to illegally enter the United States. I, I, I mean, you had Nancy Pelosi and her friends cheering that on, cheering on that lawlessness, that America-harming lawlessness. Because they figured that, okay, well, you know, it's going you know what it affects some communities in Texas and Arizona. Those are red states, who cares? But do you remember what happened when President Trump suggested, hey, uh, maybe what we should do is start loading the members of those caravans onto buses and bus them to places like San Francisco where Nancy Pelosi lives? Do you remember the outrage from Pelosi and company when Trump said, oh, no, 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 you don't do that. No, you, you keep those people away from us. No, you're not, you're not bringing those uh, caravans full of uh, foreigners to my community. No, 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 you can't do that, Mr. President. <laughs> you know, they, they, when it wasn't impacting them, it was all this talk about, oh, we must let these people in the country. And they're nice people. They're good people. They wouldn't harm a fly. All these criminals coming into our country from other countries. But then as soon as the president goes suggesting, well, hey, Pelosi, Schumer, you, you, you say it's great that these people come to the United States. You say they're all harmless. They're good people. Well, let's let's bring them to your community. If they're such good people, then you should want them in your communities. They'd make great additions to your communities, right? Of course, at that point, Pelosi and Schumer continued to resist. No, we will not accept these people in our communities. Showing that... They were lying all along in claiming that these people should be in the country and that these people are all good people and they're, they're safe to have around and all that. They were lying, Pelosi and them. I, once again, something that happens so often, Pelosi and her fellow Democrats, uh, when it came to these foreign nationals coming into communities in the United States lawlessly, and now when it pertains to these riots that are taking place, For Pelosi and friends, it is, in these instances, yet again, good enough for thee, but not for me. They're totally fine with average Americans having to deal with all the drawbacks that come with various acts of lawlessness. Because they don't care about average Americans. Even those of you who vote Democrat, who vote for them, they don't care about you. Their their actions clearly demonstrate that they don't care about you. They don't care about any of us, these Democrat elites. They only care about themselves, and they only start to care about problems when they are personally affected, which is not what a leader is supposed to do. They're supposed to care equally about the well-being of their constituents as they care about their own well-being, but that's not Nancy Pelosi and company. Just think about that before you go to the polls next time. Remind yourself that this is happening, that, that the leaders of the Democrat Party, they don't care about you. They only care about themselves. Thus, no reason you should care about them, no reason you should give them what they want in voting for them. All right, uh, to the phone lines, we go to Rob in Green Bay. Rob, what do you have?
1: Yes, good morning, John. I want to thank you for delving into these subjects uh, head-on every single day. It's really appreciative and and very needed. Um, I'd like to make three points. Uh, One, I don't know when – I guess I do know when – we. Decided that resisting arrest, uh, assaulting a law enforcement officer, and stealing their weapon does not represent a deadly threat and danger to the public. Um, that has always been a da- uh, an extreme danger, uh, dangerous and deadly threat to the public. So they need to respond to that accordingly. I think when that uh, we decided to redefine that was uh, a cause from these uh, racist mills in public universities and that have programs dedicated to uh, the problem with whiteness and uh, white privilege and all that. And I think that federal funding should be uh, taken away from those universities because they're producing racists. And uh, thirdly, I want to point out how interesting it is that the United Nations has no interest in these riots and uh, taking over a partially of an American ci- a major American city, but yet when we have peaceful Tea Party protests and Second Amendment uh, support uh, protests, all of a sudden the U.N. gets nervous. So I just wanted to make those three points.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Rob, for making those points on the program, and again for the kind words at the onset there. Uh, well, with the United Nations, uh, we know that the United Nations is nothing more than – a partisan, America-hating body that uh, the United States should not be giving a single cent to. It should, should never have been giving a single cent to. Uh, there, there never should have been U.S. involvement with the United Nations, and there never should be going forward. Um, When it comes to what you're saying about the schools, yeah, this show has consistently called for the total defunding of the UW system here in Wisconsin. I, if the UW system wants to go engaging in racist behavior, condoning and promoting courses like the problem with whiteness, clearly racist against white people. You know what? They could do it, but they could do it without a a single cent of taxpayer money. So yes, the UW system should be totally defunded. And and when it comes to uh, the other point that you made uh, about what happened down in Atlanta, I, I mean, it is abundantly clear that the reason That Rayshard Brooks died was Rayshard Brooks. Had Brooks not acted in such a reckless and lawless manner, he would still be alive. And don't get me wrong, it's it's an incredibly sad situation what happened down there. You you don't want to see people die, but I mean, Brooks, he set the stage for his own death. By, By the way, he was acting, risking the lives of those officers involved and then subsequently the surrounding community. So, I mean, it's obvious that what happened in that case was the fault of Brooks and that, yes, the shooting of Brooks was warranted. There is no way you can seriously argue that that the charges that were brought against these officers in the Brooks case, that those charges were anything but politically motivated. It's clear that was political motivation on the part of this uh, Fulton County DA What's his name? Uh, Again, Paul Howard, Uh, who's not concerned about the livelihoods of these innocent officers who only cares uh, about his political career. And shame on that man. He should never be in office ever again. It's disgusting what's happening to those two innocent officers in Atlanta. Um, Let's see. Back to the phone lines. We go to our friend Frankel in Grand Marsh. Frankel, what do you have for us?
2: Hi. Good morning, John.
1: Morning.
0: Morning.
2: John, I have a question for you, and if you don't feel comfortable answering it, I totally understand, but if you were the president, or you were advising the president on the situation in Seattle and across the country, what would you do? God bless.
0: All right, well, God bless you as well, Frankel. Thank you very much, and like with a lot of you, there are certainly times I wish that I was advising the president. I don't want to be the president. Uh, Trump's doing a great job at that, and it comes with a lot of stress. I, I don't want that, and I'm sure a lot of you wouldn't either. I wouldn't want to be the president, but I would love to advise the president, because unfortunately, as great as the president is, uh, a lot of the people surrounding the president are not great. Uh, he has had some very poor advisors over the years, and still does in some cases today. So it would be nice, because I know a lot of you and myself, we could do a better job of advising Trump than uh, some of these people like Jared Kushner. But. Uh, If I were advising the president, look, I I would say that he has done it right to date in pointing out time and time again. Look, you you need to realize this, tens of millions of people who follow me on Twitter and all the people who watch all my interviews and all that. You need to realize that this is happening in a city with a Democrat mayor, in a state with a Democrat governor. You have a largely leftist city council in that city all this referring to Seattle, and this is the direct result of their weak policies and their weak leadership. This is happening because Democrats have failed this city. Trump, is his messaging has been right on point. He's been saying time and time, look, these Democrats are failing. This is how they're doing it, and this is what's happened as a result, harming good people out in Seattle. He's been great on that, but at the end of the day, It seems pretty obvious that Durkin, the Democrat mayor in Seattle, Inslee, the Democrat governor in Washington, uh, they're either unable or unwilling to do anything about it. And and, and this cannot go on, this lawlessness in Seattle, in this shop area. So before any more harm would come to any more decent, innocent people out in Seattle, uh, yeah, I would send in the feds. I would tell them, send in the feds, take care of this situation, reclaim that area which the mayor and governor have had their opportunity to reclaim, they've failed to reclaim it, Uh, failed to even try and meaningfully make efforts to reclaim it, reclaim that area for the good uh, of all the law-abiding, tax-paying Americans who are suffering there as a result. That's what I would tell them. And make sure this does go down in history as this happened. This takeover of one of our major cities happened because of failed Democrat leadership. At uh, that point, cannot be hammered home enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to the phone lines to our friend Bob in Manitowoc. Bob, what do you have for us? Well, I think we have
2: to completely take a look at this. Uh, Sean Brooks is uh, being shot in the Wendy's parking lot. Do you think he would end up being shot like that if two African American uh, police officers responded to to him being shot like that? I mean, to, uh, I mean, being. The DUI condition of him sleeping in in the the Wendy's line, if if two African-American officers, would the same thing have happened? And and the other thing, he was talked to by by about 20 minutes, if you listen to the audio, and then all of a sudden he gets the breathalyzer test, he should have refused that. Maybe a a white person would have said, no, I'm not taking it. So you have to look at a lot of issues with this thing. And the officer himself had, had... uh, racial uh, uh, thoughts anyway and I'm just saying that guy, he looked like a, a pretty good average American uh, Rachel Brooks I don't think uh, sitting in a Wendy's line uh, going to sleep it, it, that, 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 that's not the death penalty for that and another thing, can you be arrested for DUI when you're not driving yeah, he was on private property there. I mean, they could have easily called his relatives. You know, and they, they panicked him. He was talking to him real calmly, and then he grabs his wrist. You're on. You're go. You're going to jail. You know, well, well, that's not a clear cut uh, police positive action. And I support the police officers, but I'm just saying. There's a lot of things that stinks about him being shot in that that Wendy's parking lot.
0: Uh, His relative
2: should have been called.
0: And and Bob, uh, do you want to hold on for a second, Bob? Right. Uh, Do you want to hold on? on the polling? Okay, allow me to respond, and then I'm curious your thoughts on this. Obviously there are some instances where police officers act inappropriately. We just saw a horrible example of that in Minneapolis with George Floyd a few weeks ago. Uh, Floyd certainly did not deserve to die for anything that he had done. Uh, In this case with Brooks, I, I, I don't see skin color as a role in this. I just look at the situation as what happened. You had an individual who was behind the wheel and he was over the limit. I mean, should this have gotten beyond someone being arrested for a, a DUI? No, because, uh, you know, Brooks should have just complied with the officers. He would have been arrested for a DUI, and that would have been, been the end of it. He still would have been alive uh, to this day. Uh, with, with what happened with Brooks, I, I, I mean, the man was resisting officers. If Brooks, and it doesn't matter his skin color, and doesn't matter the skin color of the officers, if you have a subject, a suspect, who is going to act the way that Brooks did toward these officers, then I don't see how, if the officers are going to do their jobs properly, how it doesn't end the way that it did. It's tragic, but that's the ending that was necessary because you had this guy posing a threat to the life of the officers and the life of them, the community at large, if you'd be able to get away with the officers' weapons. So uh, for me, again, sad situation, but the officers handled it appropriately. They had to end the threat, and the way to end the threat was by... Killing this person who acted completely inappropriately, reckless, and lawless during his encounter with police.
2: Right. All right. Listen. the The thing is this. Do you Do you think that, the, like I said, what, what a What a white person have called and asked? I want a supervisor here. This guy was, well, I, was clearly. I, 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 I don't think it, was it has anything I don't, over the limit.
0: I, I don't think it Bob, I don't think it has anything to do with race, though. That's the thing. I, I mean I, I think there are some some white people who would have handled it one way, some black people who would have handled it one way, some white people who would have handled it another way, some black people would have handled it another way. I, I don't think you can just I, I think it's very stereotypical to say we're gonna lump all people together that, you know, all white people or all black people would have handled it a certain way. I think it depends on the individual, and I I don't care about the skin color that's irrelevant to me. What I care about is you know the facts of the case and, and Brooks, he acted totally inappropriate. Really, was reckless, lawless, attacked the officers, stole their taser, could have used it to steal their gun. That's a threat to the community, certainly a threat to the officers. So they had to do what they did.
2: But we have to remember one thing. Death is a very permanent condition. It, you know, we have to remember yeah, what understand. happened. The guy died in, the, in the Wendy's parking lot. Do you think he woke, woke up in the morning and says, I want to go and get killed in a Wendy's parking lot?
0: Well, you know, I, it's a I,
2: permanent I, thing. That's why there's, there's certain restrictions on using deadly force. Well, Bob, and, I, uh, yeah, anyway.
0: Uh, we're going to we're gonna have to move along since there are other folks one way. And thank you for the call. I, no, I don't think he woke up, Brooks, that morning saying, I want to die in a Wendy's parking lot. Uh, but he, he can't go acting the way that he did. It, again, it's sad that he died. Death is always sad. But the reason Brooks died... It was not because these officers went rogue and were like, yeah, we just want to kill this person for fun. Do you think they woke up that morning and say, we want to end up having to shoot someone? No. Uh, Brooks died because of his own actions. Had he acted appropriately, had he cooperated with police uh, when they were trying to take him into custody for his criminal activity that he decided to engage in, everything would have been fine. But he didn't. He attacked the officers, he stole a taser, and could have used it to steal their guns, shoot them and other people in the community. They had to do what they did, as sad as it is. All right, we're going to break. We'll take more on the other side of the break. It is 9.52. This is the John Muir Show.